I'm Richard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 151, for the weekend starting 26 August 2016. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, we chat about the Spectrum Auction mess. Also this week, FMB starts selling its own smartphones, the iPhone headphone jack controversy, and Garmin may have just created the world's best smartwatch. Hmm, let's get a show on the road. Oh, welcome to the show. How's it, Richard? Uh, Prost, Duncan. Prost. <laughs> Prost. We're uh, having a couple of beers with our show today for a change. Oh. Beautiful weather. Spring is here. So why not? Definitely. Definitely. Thanks for picking the IPA, by the way. The... Devil's Peak King's Blockhouse is a firm favorite I love it. of it's, mine. It's really nice. It's really tasty. But by no means, uh, I would say, any more the best IPA in South Africa. Let me just state that for oh, the yes. record. Yeah, yeah. Which is the best? Um, You're, we would just say Rechot uh, is a bit of a beer connoisseur. <laughs> um, Maybe a, uh, is that what you call beer drinkers these days? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds more polite than beer snob. <laughs> beer snobbery. Uh, um, Woodstock Brewery Californicator is my favorite at the moment. It's, it's actually been for about a year now uh-huh. uh, that I, you know, that in my opinion, it's, it's really outclassed all the rest. Okay. Um, it's not an IPA, it's an American Pale Ale, but uh, oh. you know, in the hoppier, fruitier okay. beers, it's. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like to classify them as, you know, palette-wise, yeah. and, and that, to me, is is the one worth getting. I always find it amazing how different an IPA tastes to all other beer. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's got so much hops in it. The hops and the bitterness, mm. that's ridiculously mm. good. Mm. It's lovely but, stuff. Um, lovely yeah. stuff, yeah. Excellent. It's amazing that none of the... It's, all, all the mainstream brands in South Africa, it's all lager. It's all lager. Nothing mm. but, um, I suppose that's the case around the world mostly as well, except that maybe the UK where there's a lot of ales. Yeah, they've had ales for ales more mainstream for a long time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, ales, pal ale is becoming the next lager type beer. Where, you know, everybody's bringing out a pal ale variety, which is generally more palatable for for non uh, bitter beer drinkers. Yes, um, and it's got light fruit and a little bit of bitterness. Yes, so pal yes. ale is worth checking out if you if you're too scared to venture into the bitter beers. Yeah. Anyway, this is not beer central. <laughs> yes, talk yes. central. So we should probably get on with. Uh, talking about the week's tech news but before we uh, do that uh, let's uh, let's do our quiz as normal um Richard, do you want to start with the first question yes the first question what is the value of shares that tim cook has been awarded since taking over as apple ceo from steve jobs five years ago we'll take it within the nearest hundred million dollars <laughs> <laughs> round it off <laughs> just to give you an indication of how much he was paid or has been paid <laughs> the second question broadband infraco which may soon be partially privatized reduced uh, reported rather a reduced loss for the 2016 financial year how much did it lose and i'm looking for the net loss figure third question intellisat has launched a new satellite that will be used by multi-choice to expand its hd channel offering what is the satellite called and for bonus points who built it fourth question nine ict industry leaders recently met to discuss the spectrum impasse name three of the executives who attended and the last question, Apple is going to ditch the headphone jack in the iPhone 7, which will be announced in a couple of weeks. But what is rumored to be planning, what is it rumored to be planning to drop uh, in the 27 iPhone model? 2017 iPhone. Sorry, 2017 iPhone model. Cool. Great. Well, um, we're going to talk quite extensively about iPhone 7 in the show just now. Uh, and by the way, there's a couple of Boston Terriers running around us if you hear some strange noises <laughs> in the background. Some yapping. Um, so the... Um, Spectrum mess. I think let's let's start with that. I'm not going to dwell on it uh, too long, but it's mm. undoubtedly turning into the 
the story of the ICT sector of 2016 and probably will be the big story of 2017 as well. Um, Shush dog. <laughs> clearly, clearly this Boston Terrier wants to be part of the podcast. Yeah. So um, the Spectrum mess, it's, it's really is looking like a, a disaster. No matter which way this thing goes, it's going to, be in, it's going to end up in court. Um, already the telecommunications minister has taken ICASA to court to challenge the... Uh, uh, to challenge the um, decision by ICASA to put out an ITA invitation to apply and go th- down the line of, of uh, spectrum auction. Um, uh, the minister saying that then that ICASA should have waited for for the government policy on this, which will be part of the um, ICT policy white paper, which is currently in draft form and being circulated, although it's not publicly available, and I have not seen a copy of it. But um, apparently, this this white paper is going to take quite a radical approach to um, to licensing the spectrum. Um, and it's going to apparently take quite an untested model um, in that it's apparently, and I, say, I have to say apparently because I haven't seen it, apparently it's going to um, propose an open access wholesale model where one operator gets access to all the spectrum uh, and, then, um, and then all the operators become participants in that network. Apparently, the government's not going to be a shareholder in this new company, I heard yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but um, all the private sector operators will, will participate. And the idea is that it will allow smaller players into the industry. And on paper, it sounds like a good idea. But in practice, um, in practice, I think it's going to be very difficult to implement. Number one, uh, the, the big operators are going to challenge it in the courts. Yeah. It's guaranteed. And this could get tied up for many years. Um, on its own, this, the minister's challenge of Tuikasa is going to be tied up in the courts for many years unless one of the parties backs down. So we've got the making of a very big mess here, and it's a very big problem for South Africa. Yeah. Um, this could be the next digital migration disaster. Um, and it's, it's hard to see how, what the outcome is here. Uh, as we mentioned in the questions at the beginning of the show that, um, that senior industry leaders have met to discuss the spectrum impasse. Uh, and this included all the CEOs from the major telecommunications operators, and and their their uh, the outcome of that meeting was really that there has to be a dialogue between ICASA and the minister and involving the industry. Um, how that will happen, I don't know. Maybe there has to be a third party, as Andile Taba said a couple of weeks ago. Maybe a third party like Mandla Langa needs to get involved uh, to to b- try and broker a peace and to get those talks underway. But I think it's the right approach. I. You know, having policy and having regulation decided by the courts is, is not far from ideal. Mm. Um, unfortunately, uh, as Tsipo uh, Maseko, the CEO of Telcom, pointed out this week, unfortunately, the, 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 it seems that all the major decisions that, that are made by ICASA are being are ultimately have to, having to be made by the courts. And we saw certainly saw that in the, the call termination rates uh, issue, where uh, where the court handed down judgment on that one, and. If, if, if it's judge, and we know how slow the legal system in South Africa really is and you know, how it has to go from the High Court to the Supreme Court of Appeal and ultimately to the mm. Constitutional Court, that can take five, five years or more. Uh, and meanwhile, the real damage happens to the South African economy because, because a regulator and the government are not talking to each other. Uh, it's, it's hugely damaging. Um, and I think the only way out, the, the CEOs who put out a statement yesterday on this are absolutely right. The only way uh, to that South Africa can deal with this without causing enormous uh, damage um, or the opportunity cost rather is, is enormous if um, the government and, and ICASA can't reach consensus on this issue. 
Um, and I think this is all uh, comes down to the lack of leadership in South Africa. Um, and it starts all the way at the top. I mean, the, the ruling party is tearing itself apart at the moment. I mean, we see the fight going on between Jacob Zuma and, and, uh, and, and his finance minister, um, which is hugely worrying. Very, but very I, th- I think that um, I, th- I think it all comes down to the fact that um, <laughs> the country is being mismanaged. Uh, and we see it not only manifested at at level like the, the the you know the finance minister versus the president, but we also see it um, in issues like this. Yeah. And digital migration is another example, um, where vested commercial interests are pulling the ruling party in different directions. Um, this dialogue and finding a, finding common ground on this is the only way out of this. Um, and the both parties can't. Uh, come at this from rigidly dogged positions um, saying well, this is my way or the highway there, there has to be robust debate about this uh, and it has to happen soon anyway that's all I wanted to say on that issue <laughs> you summed it up quite nicely there <laughs> so uh, did you have a chance to look at um, the F&B announcement this week that they're launching their own smartphones uh, yes I did see that and the phone looked very interesting I must say um, We've got two phones. Um, there's the Connexus A1, which is an a very entry-level device. Yeah. And then there's the Connexus X1, which is more of a mid-range uh, device. So they're not doing a high-end phone. I think it's probably the right strategy because I, I don't think high-end u- high users, you know, people on um, people with, you know, I guess platinum and higher... Um, um, sorry, I'm just... Uh, oopsie. Uh, I'm just uh, starting the phone up for a here. Um, for some reason, it's not connecting. Uh, sorry, I'll do that. Oh, was it, was it on? Uh, sorry, no, I, I think so, I think it's dialing a number. I'm not sure. But um, oh, that is strange. Yeah. It is odd, yeah. But um, so the, I, I think it's right not to go for the high end of the markets. Let's say F and B Platinum or Premier customers and up um, aren't going to want a custom made phone from yeah, the exactly. bank. They're going to want an iPhone or a Samsung yeah. Galaxy S7 or a Sony or one of those high end devices. Um, but for the market that's still getting into the smartphone space, you know, the mid-tier and, and the bottom end of the market, uh, people are, I guess, on gold accounts and lower, yeah. um, there's an opportunity here. Uh, um, and that's certainly a nice enough device. I mean, people in that bracket aren't, mm. I mean, are they going to be worried about a nice-looking phone? They're not necessarily going to be worried about all the latest and greatest functionality in there. But yeah. that certainly looks... Uh, it's one a very of the nice nicer devices I've seen. Yeah, I haven't got the A1 here. This is the X1, so it's the more pr- pricier option. Um, but it, it is a it is a really nice looking device, but it's very mid range. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't don't expect to be getting a uh, a really high end phone here. But let me just get the specs up. I was just going to say, so I can run through some of yeah. them. Yeah, it's a yeah. five point two inch uh, IPS display, LTE obviously. Um, front and back cameras, back cameras eight megapixels. Front cameras five megapixels, which is yeah. I think more than acceptable for 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 a device of this nature. Um, CPU is a Qualcomm quad core one point three eight gigs of RAM. Um, one gig of RAM with eight gigabytes of memory, sorry, and a two thousand five hundred and forty milliamp hour battery. That's my biggest problem with this X One device is it's the the amount of memory storage available on only eight gigabytes mm. and only a gig of RAM. And it's enough to run Android, but it's not uh, it's not a lot. It's yeah, if you run a lot of apps, exactly. And can you expand the memory on this thing? Yeah, you, you can. Uh, it does have an SD card slot. I forget how what size cards it takes. I don't think it's one hundred and twenty eight. Um, but uh, the, the interesting thing is here, there's no credit check done on this. Um, you have to put down a deposit, though, through your bank account. You can only get this if you are an FMB banking customer. 
Uh, so you can't, as in, you know, if you're in with bank with another bank, walk into an FEB branch, you can't get one of these. You have to. So it's a customer perk, really, and uh, yeah. Look, it's a very nice perk. I think there's a lot of people when who want to upgrade to a smartphone. Um, mm. And, and I've seen a lot of people walking around with non-Samsung, non-iPhone type devices, Huawei and Zeti and these guys. Yeah. Um, especially in the, in the kind of uh, the circles that I see people buying phones are, are becoming very popular. Yes. This is a nice package, nice boxing. It's nice, nicely done, neat, yeah. yeah nicely neat. done, nice in, in, in black and, and the, uh, I don't know what color that is, turquoise. Turquoise, uh, yeah. That uh, yeah. F&B uses. Some nice um, looking headphones, tangle-free cords. Yeah. Um, now, there are a couple of... Um, catches here <laughs> caveats caveats the first one is that this will only work on fmb connect oh um the device is network locked um, what is this 1995 again <laughs> and i was amazed to discover this week and i always thought there were regulations that prevented network hmm. locking um, or sim locking but apparently not that's interesting um so it's inter- really interesting that companies like vodacom mtn and celsi don't uh sim lock their phones uh um, they, 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 don't, they aren't forced into doing that, which I really thought they were actually forced mm. to do. Um, so uh, kudos to those companies for actually not sim locking devices. Um, so this is sim locked, but it'll 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 become you can start to use it on any network after 24 months. Um, so the sim lock uh, restriction falls away it. after 24 uh, so months. So while you're paying it off, essentially, yeah. you're yes, right exactly. on the network. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and you must put down a deposit as well when you purchase this phone. The deposit goes into a separate, I uh, don't, don't know if it's a separate account, but um, the, the, the money sits somewhere and then earns interest and you get the money back at the end of the period. Um, so, so you're basically setting up a savings account and getting a phone that you pay off yeah. for, for two years. So 500 Rand for the A1 or 1500 Rand for the X1. So it's not a lot, not a huge not amount a huge of money. Amount, yeah. Although the you know the target market may, may may you know it's it's not an inconsequential figure either. Mm. Um, nice devices. The X the A1 is is not as powerful. It's um, only got uh, 3G support with 3G. There's no 4G LTE connectivity in in the basic model. Um, I think it's more designed to compete with uh, things like the Smart Kicker 2 from yes, Vodacom. Yes. Uh, MTN has something similar, I forget what it's called. Uh, so, you know, there are a couple of caveats. I think the sim locking one is a, a big one. And you've played with the phone for a little bit. I mean, what is it? Is it just, a just like bit. any other Android phone? Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's decidedly mid tier. I, I, it, was, it was a bit slow when I used it after, you know, I'm used to using fast mm, Android mm. phones, high end spec Android phones. It's a little bit slow. Um, so, just be warned if you do decide to get this, it's. Um, it is uh, it is a little slow. Uh, and then about the manufacturer, I mean, I've never heard of Connect. Uh, the, uh, I mean, Connect is, I would assume. Connect is, is the F&B brand. Oh, ZTE. It's made by ZTE. Made, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Made by ZTE. So they, they, they designed the, uh, F&B designed the specs on the phone and was contract built by ZTE in China. They feature a very nice big F&B logo on the back. Huge I mean, F&B clearly. logo on the back, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice, though. I mean, it's on nice, the X1, yeah. it's really, it looks nice. Um, I'm not sure what you know. Do you know something like the Apple logo, for example, has a lot of brand value. Mm. Um, do people want to see uh, their bank's name on the back of their phone? Know <laughs> <laughs> who you bank with? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, Look, I think I think it's still still. Uh, I, I, I like the fact that FMB is doing something like this mm. you know I guess they're not the only ones but it's a nice nice enough device and I think though yeah. the customers would appreciate it yeah, I mean. yeah and it comes with all the benefits around uh, e-bucks as well so um, 
uh, tightly integrated into the eBucks ecosystem. Um, so if you can handle SIM locking, you don't mind using FMB Connect. In other words, you need a good cell C signal because FMB Connect is an MVNO on the cell C network. Uh, then go for it. Um, you know, it's a cheap way to get a smartphone. Yeah, definitely. So they have said they're going to. Um, they're looking to do more down the line. Um, I have. My, I still have my doubts that they'll do um, a really high-end model because I don't think mm. consumers want that. I think uh, consumers in the market for high-end device will get, an, a, we'll get know, a branded brand, device, a yeah, brand yeah, exactly. name device exactly. from Samsung, Sony, uh, you name it, Huawei. But from a distance, this certainly looks like a high-end mm. premier device. I mean, and, and we know how it does. Yes, how the market for you know the cell phone market is very much about look. Yeah, you know, if it yeah. looks like you've got a high-end device, it's, it's kind of you're part of the way there. Yes. Yeah, it looks. I mean, at a distance, it looks it looks, it looks, it looks nice, and it's, and it's nice really light and thin. And uh, I mean, ZTE is known for its thin and light phones, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it really is. It is a good phone. So, be interesting to see how, uh, what sort of uh, market take up it gets. Right, where did I put the show notes? Um, I think we do for an ad break right about now. Ah, oh, handy. <laughs> we'll go to ads while I find my show notes. <laughs> we'll be back just after this. Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high-speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to Business Class Fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Welcome back to the show. So, Rechart, uh, let's talk a bit about the upcoming iPhone. Um, it's rumored to be yes. introduced on the 6th of September, mm. um, although this is at, as the time of recording of this cod. Codpost. Codcast. They haven't actually formally announced uh, that they will be having a keynote, but it's, it's rumored to be the 6th of September. Uh, and I want to talk about this controversial decision that they've taken to remove the headphone jack, assuming they're doing that, which seems seems guaranteed. Yeah. Um, what, what's your take? Would you Would you get one? Look. Uh let me put it like this I just uh, got an iPhone 6s okay so I don't think I'll be upgrading to the iPhone 7 but to be honest with you I, I'm not it's not something I think I'll mi- I, I will miss a headphone jack on a device if that is definitely the way they're going and it wouldn't surprise me if they do do that I mean yeah. Apple has been known to kind of push the boundaries in a few places before um, and and kind of remove things that we all thought we, we can't live without like USB ports. Yeah, like USB <laughs> ports, yeah. Well, that's still a sore subject, so that's not true. USB is still a current, really, current tech. <laughs> Look, I mean, the, my question is, why would they want to do away with... If, if, if they are doing away with the iPhone port, or the, the, uh, the, the headphone port, why would they do that? Is it to kind of waterproof up to the device and make it kind Should of be. more solid? Is no, it but to sell it, more of their be, own it headphones? It can't be about waterproofing, because plenty of phones are waterproof with, with that, yeah. 
look, I don't think in, in the long run anybody's going to miss a headphone jack, but really, I think in, for now at least, because we've got so much technology still making use of that thing, and, and, and I say technology, there's, there's some third-party devices plug into that to send signal to the iPhone. Yeah. Um, but from for listening to music, I mean, if there's good enough Bluetooth head, headphones out there yeah. with a good enough battery life, it, it won't really bother me. In fact, it'll be a lot less uh, hassle to, to connect something. But yeah. for now, in my life... I think I need a headphone port because I still use it all the time. Yeah, me too. Uh, when I mountain bike, you know, I have my phone in my back pocket mm. and I listen to music that way and mm. I can accept calls and things. Mm. Granted, I can do it with uh, Bluetooth headphones, but firstly, I don't own Bluetooth headphones and I haven't made an investment yet because the ones that I've got, you know, are kind of sports headphones that I've that still but, serve its purpose. But you speak to audiophiles and they tell you, um, don't get wireless headphones because they're crap. You lose some fidelity. In them, yeah. yeah. Look, I think with any technology, that's, that is going to improve and you probably won't really recognize or, or really hear the difference in audio from between Bluetooth and, and, and a plug-in set. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm not really phased with it. Yeah. But having said that, that's also the reason why I'm not, I haven't waited for the iPhone 7 before, mm. I, before I got my new device. Yes. Because the iPhone 6, 6S is, is still, in my mind, one of the best devices out there. And it works. It works, it works. It does exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And for that, you know, I don't, I don't need to just upgrade to anything more yes. radical. Just right, yet. right. Well, I'll probably be very envious of people that do when it comes out, yeah. you know. yeah. I, th- I think, I think I'm, taking, I'm taking a more hardline approach on this. First of all, I haven't been an iPhone user for many years. Uh, I think the last iPhone I owned was an iPhone, I'm trying to remember now, iPhone 4, I think. I had an iPhone 4. That was the last time I used, uh, used, a, used an iPhone. I've been on Android ever since. But did you but, use iPhone 6 when it launched? Uh, you had the gold one for, for a while. I had a review one, yeah. 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 I, and I, I, but I didn't buy one. Okay, okay. Um, you know, every, every I, I usually buy a phone once a year, and... Um, and it's been Android for as long as I can remember now, probably mm. six years. Um, and I, so I, I, I wasn't, I'm not, probably not leaning to get an iPhone anyway, but removing the headphone jack is a deal breaker for me. I just won't get the phone. I listen to a lot of music on my device. Um, I'm often up on the road, sitting in restaurants, uh, so working on my laptop, and I just plug my headphones into my, into my phone mm. and I stream Google Music. Uh, so, so it's a deal breaker for me, and I, you know, I don't want to carry around an adapter that I have to plug into, into my headphone jack. That's probably going to, sorry, into my um, a, a headphone cable. That's probably going to end up getting lost, mm. um, and I, I don't want to have to pay for for a, 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 an accessory like that because a company is forcing me. Uh, in a particular direction yeah. by doing away with what is a universal standard uh, for, for and replacing it with something that is proprietary to one company mm. um, it's not like they're using a standard uh, a universal standard here that's available on all all phones you know if they used if they used um, USB-C then maybe yeah. but yeah. Um, but they're not they're using their lightning port uh, so and, and what, what was, you know, it raises questions in my mind about what the intention is. Mm. Um, are they trying to lock me in? Are they doing it so they can sell more accessories? Uh, Look, the Beats, the Beats uh, acquisition is, is the first thing that comes to mind, mm. but I don't know if that's strong enough for, them, for a reason for them to do so. But if, if we fast forward, let's say, three years, yeah. and we, we imagine a world where, you know, everything, uh, kind of Bluetooth is everywhere, and all your speakers and everything, and your TV is kind of... You can throw music from your device onto your car radio easily enough. I yeah. mean, my car doesn't have Bluetooth. But Bluetooth's so horrible. Stuff. I hate Bluetooth. 
um, it's, it's a finicky technology that doesn't always work properly. Uh, sure, sure. Um, it's, it has gotten better over the years, that's true. But um, um, I like plugging in my headphones and mm. listening to music. I mean, I've got an expensive pair of headphones. Uh, You're so old school, Duncan. Old okay, school. I guess I'm getting old. No, <laughs> no but I, I completely agree with you. That's a, it's, it's kind of the same hesitation I have with it. But I, I kind of almost want to be optimistic and say, mm. you know, I, th I think in a few years, many devices won't have a direct you know, kind of headphone jack or 3.5 mole mm. jack. I mean, it, it does take up a lot of space. And uh, if, if you look at the size of that little jack. Yeah. But having said that, I but don't want to lose it. The iPhone 7 is not... Uh, I mean, the rumor mill is suggesting it's going to be the same dimensions as the iPhone 6S. So by removing the headphone jack, they're not making the phone any thinner. Look, also, we don't necessarily want thinner phones. I mean, I would love a slightly thicker phone with longer battery life. I wouldn't mind yeah, yeah. sacrificing a few millimeters. Yes. Um... It's, it's an interesting one. I, and, you know, at the moment, it brings in all sorts of implications around d digital rights management as well. Mm. Um, if you've got mm. a digital port, um, you can put DRM across that. Yeah. Uh, you can't put DRM on, a, on an analog headphone jack. I thought we were past the conversation of trying to, you know, digitally right management everything and everything that comes out I of I thought so too and Apple fought that fight I mean they fought the music industry to have DRM free music on iTunes and they won it mm. um, I don't I can't see them going back to DRM music um, but I, yeah. I, I just feel it's a silly idea and there's a universal standard it's it's. I mean the headphone jack is not it's not that big um, no it's not you're right it's not that big 3.5 millimeters I mean do you really want your phone to be thinner than that? I don't, no, I don't right. want. I don't definitely don't want thinner. Yeah. Um, functionality is what I don't want to lose. And yes. If, if by removing the headphone jack we do lose some functionality, and especially considering, I mean, I'm still using, yeah. for example, thanks, um, a 2001. I, don't, I think it was 2001, 2002 that Apple brought out their own branded speakers, a big white box oh, really? with, okay. and it, it is still one of the best set of speakers that I've Can you remember? ever owned, I think yeah. um, I think it may be a Harman Kardon design, Okay. Um, but I've already lost functionality when they changed to the um, lightning connector, because it's got one of those old 30 pin right. connectors on there Right. yes there are adapters, but they lose functionality, it doesn't charge yeah. And, yeah. You know, so What's interesting to me is I've got a set of speakers that's with the iPhone 7 is going to be two generations in terms of audio technology yeah. out of date. Yeah. The only way I can connect to it now is via 3.5. But with the iPhone 7, mm. uh, that is, I'm, I'm not going to be able to connect to the set not of Not without an accessory, yeah. I did, interestingly enough, see in a shop the other day, Philips has got a very interesting little dongle that you plug into any 3.5 millimeter jack yeah. and it. You, you connect it to Bluetooth, yes. so you can turn a Bluetooth into 3.5 more, yeah, yeah. which is great for, for older devices. Yeah. But you know, how much more money do you have to spend every time yeah. somebody launches new technology to try and move away from... Mm. And what does this mean for um, people like Stafford Marcy who developed the, um, what's it called, the Payment Pebble? Payment Pebble, yeah. That uses the audio jack um, for payments. Square does the same thing in the US. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess these companies are going to have to reinvent their products so that they work with the iPhone. But then it's a pain because every it's not a phone, standard. It's yeah. not a standard. Every phone has until the iPhone Seven has an audio jack, so it's a universal standard that you can use to to plug something into, like mm. like a payment pebble, for example. But if we look at what Apple is, if only if you if you're the head of Apple, let's say you're the guy that controls all the cool things in Apple, and 
you're the richest company in the world, got the most money, don't really care what anybody else thinks and says. You will do you will design a product that you think is the best product out there. Yeah. If if for argument's sake that means it has to it it is minus a three point five mil audio jack. Yes. And there must be another reason. There must be another there's a reason why they removed it and I think we're gonna see when they announce it what that reason is for them to either counter the technology or introduce something completely new. Yes. Maybe it's an open standard that everybody can adopt and it's all good. Yeah. There'll still be an adoption phase, but yeah, I think they're gonna lose some diehard fans. But as a company that can really do what they want because they can push the technology in the in, in, in the ways that not many other companies can. Mm, mm. Perhaps there's some other things to it. Yeah. I mean it's the iPhone the next iPhone, whatever it's called, it's probably not going to be called the iPhone seven S. The 2017 model is rumored to be um, a big departure from what's the the current models. The iPhone 7, this year's mo- upcoming model, is rumored to be very similar in design to the to the current model, and it'll make a break from the past because traditionally Apple has has done a big change to its design every two years. Mm. Um, so this will be the third year now that the phone looks almost identical. Almost identical. Uh, and the rumor, rumor is there's going to be a big shake-up in design for the 2017 model to coincide with the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. It's hard to believe hmm. it's only 10 years old. Less than 10 yeah. years old. It's crazy. Um, and the, I mean, that's rumored to be an all-glass uh, affair, OLED display, and doing away, interestingly enough, with the home button. Uh, I like the home button. I love it. It's one kind of... I don't know. I'm, I'm asked like maybe old-school like that, but you want some kind of tactile input or... Yeah. Hmm. That's the rumor anyway. I mean, who knows? It's still a year away. Look, I can almost guarantee you in, in, in five to ten years we're going to have, we'll still be doing the podcast, we'll have the same discussion <laughs> and say, how did we ever live without technology X? Yeah. It's always evolution and whenever somebody introduces something new, we may not always understand it, but it's going to shift things, at least some of some of the technologies in a mm. certain direction. I yes. don't know if it's good or bad. Well, time will tell. Yes. But it's at least we're seeing some shake-up, you know? I don't yeah. see anybody else with the balls to move. Yeah. <laughs> to have a flagship device without one of the key technologies of the 21st century, which yeah. is audio, you know? Yeah. The Maybe. question is, though, are they making a mistake? Um, is this going to cost them iPhone 7 sales? Uh, I mean, the fact that there's no audio port coupled with the fact that um, the new iPhone is apparently not going to be a, a radical improvement mm. on the mm. iPhone 6S, we've already seen Apple uh, iPhone sales tapering off over the last while and hit Apple's share price as well um, is the iPhone 7 going to be a flop in Apple's terms I mean is this going yes, to yes you know a lot, lot of rumors about the, how the next iPhone next year is going to be this radical departure this real improvement with a new screen possibly curved screens uh, blah 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 um, you know are people just going to say well you know this iPhone 6s is actually pretty good I'll just keep on using that for a while let's wait for the 2017 model which is apparently yeah. going to be called radical departure I'd rather see what that is and spend all this money on a new iPhone this year um, it's, it's it's a very dangerous time for Apple to be experimenting <laughs> I think <laughs> look I've said it before and I'll say it again in my opinion the, the iPhone 6 and the 6s yeah. is the pinnacle of what Apple have developed in terms of iPhone, or yes. at least in what a good iPhone should be. Yes, I mean you can you can argue the operating system, and, and that's a different kind mm. of. But if you look at design and, and look and feel and what it feels like in your hand, and I mean I can hold it with one hand if I'm browsing and scrolling, yeah. you know, yeah. just reading stuff. Or and because so many other companies have 
almost replicated the design too many ways in, in some ways yeah. you know I guess yeah. it can only, there's only so many ways you can carve a square block but sure. maybe, maybe maybe the 6S will still remain a bit more you know it'll, it'll still be a popular model mm. with a 7 being oh that's that's kind of the new tech the mm. new thing you know mm. it's, it's yeah Let's let's have this conversation again one after the announcement. I think, we're gonna, I, yeah. I think we're going to have some really interesting insights into that. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <coughs> anyway, the last thing I want to talk about this week, and uh, before we talk about it, just to disclaimer: uh, Rachat works for is it Nav World? Nav World, yes. Nav World, which uh, distributes garment products in South Africa, and I I picked the next uh, entry on the list, not him. <laughs> um, but I, I really do want to talk about it um, because it really is cool. Have you had a chance to look at it, Rachat? It's not it's not available yet. I mean, apparently it's not available the, yet, the, the first model to might only land in South Africa in the next few weeks okay but, um sure it, and other, today was the first time i heard about it this morning actually when okay. i read something online so, okay yeah yeah so it's the, it's the garmin phoenix chronos uh and um it's it's uh, i think it's the best looking smartwatch smartwatch in the world right now it's beautiful um but yeah. it's expensive <laughs> and it um it's it's a sports it's a sports watch as well um which which is what interests me it's I mean, a sports watch with a very much a kind of corporate kind of pilot flair if you know what i'm saying can the wear metal it strap in the office. And the, mm. if i look at the popularity of the phoenix 3 which is what this would largely be based on yeah yeah um that watch is is incredibly popular with with sports people i mean yes. if if i look at the kind of people that talk about it and use it and rave about it every day sure you know you know there, there's obviously a fan base around it now yeah. introducing something like this which is even kind of higher in than mm. that it's got mm. new, no, more features and i haven't even gone through the features list but it's it's i think it's improving a lot of the little metrics that mm. you can't get from traditional watches no, it's stunning. It it really looks like a high end timepiece, um, but it's it's got all the functionality of a, both a smartwatch and a sports watch. Uh, but it's it's absolutely stunning. I mean, just if you just go and Google Tech TechCrunch is a nice story on it. Mm. Um, just go and have a look at um, just Google Garmin uh, Phoenix Chronos, uh, and um, it, it really looks stunning. But um, it's it's pricey. It starts at eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. So in rand terms, it's probably going to work out to what. Fifteen grand, probably thirteen to fifteen thousand rand. You're comparing that to the current high in Sapphire mm. Phoenix Leaf. I can't remember, but I think that's probably around the ten grand, so maybe right. just under nine, nine to ten grand. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm, I, I would. It, it's. I don't wear a watch for many reasons. Mm. Um, I've played a bit with the Phoenix. I've played a bit with a few of the other ones. Um, but for the guys that actually do and want to track their metrics and. Yes. and but there's, there's nothing like, going to be like this. You can walk into yeah. the boardroom from a run in the morning. Mm, and, uh, yes, <laughs> it, yeah. Spread off, yeah. yeah, waterproof, of course. So you can just shower with it. But mm, mm. the um, it's, it, what I like as well is it's got a wrist-based um, heart rate monitor, so you don't have to put one of those straps around you. Oh yes, which yes. are a pain. Um, I mean, and it's much thinner than the other device. If you look, yeah. it looks. It look usually with the HRM, um, the the heart rate monitors, they stick out a little bit onto your onto your skin. They, yes. There's a little bit of a protrusion, mm. but this seems a lot smaller than the uh, the others it does it does it's um it's a stunning looking watch and but it goes it gets expensive it goes all the way up to fifteen hundred dollars if you want the titanium edition um yeah, so fifteen hundred dollars at the current exchange rate post uh hawks and gordan <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, probably, more. we're looking at uh we're looking at about probably about close to twenty five thousand rand mm. yeah, look, i would guess it'll probably be uh, it'll probably be under 20 grand i don't think if they if it's over 20 grand i'd there's no market for it here. You might sell five a year. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised how many rich people there are think, in this country. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. 
But I mean, this, unlike, unlike mm. the Apple iWatch, for example, this really is geared at somebody that is active. You know, yes. If you're not active, it's going to be a complete waste. Yeah, probably. Because um, you want to track your heart rate. You want to track your it, it tracks, heart rate I mean, it can, running. It can, track, it can track all your metrics. It'll track your walking and your just your daily movement. It'll track your heart rates and all that sort of thing. So you can use it as an activity monitor as well. But you're right. It's a high-end um, multi-sports watch that you can use for running and swimming and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, What's interesting to me that I'm seeing on, on one of the kind of the features here is yeah. vertical oscillation and ratio, which measures the degree of bounce in your running motion. Yeah. Which I mean, that's that's impressive. That's, that's a lot of for, little details. The Forerunner does that as well. Yeah, Garmin Forerunner. Uh, but yeah, no, it's got it's got everything. It's got everything that Garmin currently does in a in a watch bum, bundled into it. Um, and it is beautiful. But uh, so you really just you really just uh, so what's new though? I'm trying to look here. I mean, and I really haven't read read anything about sure. this. Um, yeah, they don't really say much. What I really like about it is it's a full sports watch that looks like a a, a, um, a proper a tag prop- warrior type, yeah, exactly. type device. Exactly. And I think, look, these are photographs, so we don't know how accurate they are in terms of the screen. The screen resolution, yeah, that is that is a big one. But it seems a lot brighter than the previous images I've seen. I and mean, mm. if I'm looking at the... It does look like a much higher resolution, yeah. I mean, if you look at that, uh, that's a bad image. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that looks, sli- it looks, looks slightly better than... Mm. If you also want to get another opinion on this, there's a very good uh, website called DC Rainmaker, and this is a. Oh, I know that. that yeah. DC Rainmaker is the He's go-to site. He's also just yeah. written something on mm. this, so it oh, will okay. be worth checking out. Okay, yeah, I'll go check it out. And DC if Rainmaker. he says it's good, it's good. If he says it's bad, then stay yeah. away. Uh, he writes. He's epic, usually the final word. Yeah. He writes epic reviews. I um, uh, when I bought my Forerunner 620, I uh, read the review on, that he did on that. It was something like 150 pages. <laughs> I, let me print this out later. <laughs> yeah. Next thing, the printer's going. <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour later, it finished printing. Yeah, I love his, I love his work. Must see, he's, he's got a video of his little workshop there, and he's got every device from any every manufacturer ever. Yeah. Ever, yeah. It's, it's amazing how he can compare things. Yeah. What, what, what impresses me about him is that he gets the review units, he sends them back, but then he buys them buys himself it. as well. Mm. <laughs> No, not, not, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he he seems to buy just about everything that comes out. Yeah, I think he's taken the stance that if he's going to be authority on it, he, he needs to physically own it, and yeah. then then only he can really yeah, and fair enough, you know, yeah. test it over long term. But yeah, we'll we'll certainly look at uh, that one. I'll see if we can get you one to review it uh, as soon as possible. Then. Oh, that'd be great. Cool. Um, so uh, let I think that's the news this week. Uh, yes. Let's get on to our winners and losers. Uh, for the week, let's start with the loser because it's an obvious one, and we spoke about it already. Um, again. Um, uh, and I, I was wondering, who do we pick as the loser in this in the spectrum war issue? Um, and it's, it's difficult to identify one person or one organization. So the losers this week are both Ikasa and Siabonga Kwele for simply not talking to each other. Um, guys, get around a table, sort this out. We can't afford years of court battles around spectrum allocation it's too important uh so mm. those are joint losers this week uh, and our winner this week I've, I've picked telcom uh for their new freemi uh, plans i was so interested in them that i actually ended up porting off my existing network i won't say who they were after 22 years so it can only be one of two right <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i ported off them after 22 years and um so far so good uh and it's changed the way i use my phone 
Um, when I was on the other network, uh, I was always watching what data am I using? No, don't, 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 mm-hmm. don't download any apps. Wait, wait till that's some, I'm back in my, my Wi-Fi hotspot area or in a Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, you know, uh, I better download this audible book later or this podcast mm-hmm. when I get, when I, when I'm connected to, 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 to cheaper bandwidth. Um, but now I'm on the free me 599 rand a month, which basically has unlimited calls and 20 gigabytes a month of data. <laughs> That's crazy. I've actually switched Wi-Fi off on my phone. I just use the mobile network for you to download everything. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's changed, particularly when I'm driving, it's changed the way I consume media. Um, I'm listening to a lot more podcasts because... You, you decide you want to listen to a podcast not when you're sitting at home. It's when you get the car. Oh, I'd love to listen to that latest show. And you think, oh, no, I can't download the latest uh, whatever yeah, because yeah. Um, because I, I, yeah, I'm just worried about this minuscule amount of data I've got from my very expensive mobile operator. Uh, and... Um, so I, you know, but now I, I've, I've subscribed to a whole lot of new, a lot of new podcasts, uh, and I just download them in the vehicle. Oh, oh yeah, new audiobook. I forgot I wanted to download the, the audiobook. How it should be right. It's the internet, mobile internet. How it should be. Mm. Um, and I, I stream. I don't even bother. I used to download my music in Google Music and then switch on the dial. It says just download music only. Yes, yes. No, I just stream music. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm. What's the date today? It's the 26th of August. I've still got 13 gigabytes of my 20 gigabytes left, and Jeez. I've been really trying to use it, downloading all my apps over the mobile network instead of over nice, Wi-Fi. Nice. And I've got—I just can't use this much data. It's, it's, it's for me, it's basically an uncapped mobile connection, even though there's a 20 gig. But I'm never going—I'm mm. never going to get anywhere near that unless I—I I suppose if I tether it, I could do that. But. Um, it's, but I it's think you're using it the way it should, should be used, yeah. right? You're not going to download torrents from your computer via your mobile network. You've sure. got your ADSL for that yes. or your fiber. But mm. if you need to do something on your device, you shouldn't be worried. Because a smartphone these days, you know, you can you can pull a gig of data easily for, yes. for a few applications. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be worried about that. I mean, yeah. I like the fact that they've kind of done away with, yeah. with the need for their worry. Yeah. Yeah, so those are winners this week. Telcom for free me, and those plans really are good. Uh, the only downside I, I have to say is that the coverage is not as good as um, okay. as it was okay. on my other network. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, surprisingly, in Santon, the coverage is quite poor in the middle of Santon. Uh, but if you're near a telecom tower, then it's worth going for. If you live a bit far away from a telecom tower, it's and you get a weak telecom signal, it's probably best to avoid the service. But is, uh, is, are you talking about calls or data specifically? Well, I, 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 I still use my phone for calls, so... Um, but do you, have, do, you, do you see any kind of issue with I, calling? Is it more data? In my office, out? I've got no problem. And, 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 and at home, I've got no problem. It's, uh, you know, the, the signal is strong. There's a tower across the road. I've got five bars on my phone at most of the time of 4G LTE. In fact, I've seen 4G Plus appear on my phone for the first oh, wow. time ever, which is LTE Advanced. Uh, I'm not sure whether the, they, they're experimenting with LTE Advanced on their... Um, 1800 megahertz spectrum or whether it's the the, the fixed wireless uh, 2.3 gigahertz spectrum that I was picking up but I was quite amazed to see that I did a speed test and got about 45 megabits a second sure uh, so yeah uh, the coverage is a, is a little bit spotty even in, in Johannesburg but they do roam on MTN so um, it, it, it cuts across to MTN's 3G network if there's no so you won't be caught without the opportunity to make a call when you need to Exactly. The, the only problem I've noticed, and, and I don't know if it's the phone or if it's a network issue, it takes a bit of time for the MTN network to kick in, to start roaming on MTN, if you are uh, 
you know, if you lose your telecom signal, mm. Um, mm. It's, I've noticed it can take a minute or two, okay. which is problematic because sure. you mm. can, you know, if someone's trying to call you in that minute or two, then you, that call's not going to go straight to voicemail. Yeah. Um, but if you go, and I went out into the countryside a couple of weeks ago, uh, as soon as you leave the cities, there's no telecom coverage. But they've got coverage in, 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 some of the, in many of the towns as well, but when you're out of the towns, uh, it switches across to, to MTN. And once it's, once it's roaming on MTN, it's a solid connection. It stays okay. on MTN. Okay. It's just a switch over that. It's a switch over that takes a bit of time. And I don't know if that's a network issue or, or it's my, my phone. I think, I think it's probably a network issue. Um, and I don't know if they can resolve it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, they, maybe there is that delay um, to stop peop- the phones from, more, from roaming on MTN too aggressively because obviously that's an expense for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that is the only real problem I've noticed so far with it. Uh, and and, and there's, the, there's a lack of in-building coverage. I think, I think MTN and Vodacom have both, I mean, they've been in the market for a very long time and they've invested a lot in their networks. So you go into shopping centers and that sort of thing and they've got in-building mm, coverage. Mm. Whereas telecom, you're picking up coverage from the tower across the road from the shopping center. Sure. Uh, so your signal inside a shopping center, you may get two bars, whereas on Vodacom MTN you get four or five bars. Yeah, yeah. Duncan, I do find it ironic, though, that in, in all our quest to move away from telecom with ADSL, we now find ourselves porting back to telecom yes. for a completely different reason. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, the mobile team is doing a great job, um, mm. and these are the right plans for a challenger operator. Mm. And mm. Um, they got me off my uh, network, who I must have spent, uh, I'm actually scared to w- w- run the numbers, but it, it's probably in the six digits while I've been with them. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. I wonder what the retention efforts are Almost by, these, in the by these companies, though, because if there's if there's mm. mass exodus of people mm. like yourself, I mean, I've also been with my operator for 15, 20, 15 16, 17 years. Yeah. But would they would they try and retain you as a customer? Maybe they didn't. They'd solution. made no attempt. They made no attempt. I think that's where these operators are losing a big yeah. a big part of the yeah. kind of the experiences. Yes. I mean, you've spent so much money on them. Yeah. Where, there wasn't the, even an, a phone. It was, it was amazing. I mean, I, I've easily spent 100,000 Rand on, on mm. this operator, and there wasn't a single phone call saying, Sir, why are you leaving? Is there anything we can do to retain you as a customer? Oh, God, no. Put, yeah. put in the port, okay. I was gone. Most um, opportunities. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, if, if, if the operator concerns notice that there are a lot of people are porting across the telecom, then they're going to have to react. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's no doubt that, that Vodacom and MTN have the best networks. Uh, Telcom's network is small, um, and you you are going to suffer coverage issues in some places. Mm, mm. Um, you're probably more likely to drop a call while driving because you know the, the coverage is not as dense. Um, but you know, it, twenty gigabytes plus basically unlimited calls for it's basically unlimited data and unlimited voice for. For five ninety nine a month. <laughs> That's an amazing offer. <laughs> you can't argue with that. I couldn't argue with it. That's why I bought yeah. it. No. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our tel- uh, winner telcom. That's <laughs> our winner this week, Telcom, for their free me bundles. And I think that twenty gig plan is is, is very well well priced. Uh, yeah, yeah. The nine ninety nine didn't make sense to me because it's only five gigs more data, um, and the additional calls. I think it was five thousand free minutes or something. Sure. Just didn't make sense to me because I just don't make that many phone calls. <laughs> um, What's your pick this week, Rahul? So, I love toys, I love gadgets, anything that records video. So the thing that I've been playing with, and funny we should talk about it on the day that the new version gets announced, 
But the uh, model gadget that I've been playing with for the last two weeks is oh. called the DJI Osmo. That's cool. Now, DJI is a company that makes the drones, but they actually, if you, if you look at the company, they're not really a drone manufacturer. They're actually a camera manufacturer. So the DJI Osmo is a handheld stabilizer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they do is this gimbal that you see, and, I, and you guys won't obviously see it, but this is the same gimbal that you find on a drone. Yeah. It's a Zen Muse. All right, so it stabilizes your footage. Looks like something out of Half-Life too. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and, and essentially, this thing is designed to stabilize any footage you record through it. It record, it, it connects to your phone um, using Wi-Fi, and it uses the same app, uh, the DJI Go app, as um, as the drones use. So, if you're a, a drone user and you yeah. get one of these, I mean, it's there's, then it's already connected. Look how quick that is. There's no. You don't need to have any other applications. You install yeah. the application, same application, and the interface is most mostly the same. What this allows you to do, though, is I can, and, and I did this last week, and I was running next to a mountain biker shooting a video of him, and the footage was incredibly still. I mean, okay. it's 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 designed to take out the kind of the movement in it. You can see it's it's focusing. So the, the gimbal head, the camera where the camera's pointing, yeah. will stay focused on whatever. No oh, wow, um, Whatever you kind of let it focus. <laughs> that on. is so Half Life. <laughs> that is so Half Life. I'm just waiting for things to flash. I can. Take a photo of you. Uh, I mean, there's a trigger button in front that I can set to keep it in place, so I can then move around, and it'll always kind of stay focusing there. Yeah. Um, we really do need to do a video podcast. <laughs> we we is, uh, do need to show this. This is off. actually very cool. So essentially, it's a handheld gimbal. Um, uses your your iPhone or Android device using the DJI Go app. Yeah. Um, it records straight onto an SD card on the device. It doesn't actually record to your phone, although you can play back and everything like that. Wow. For about ten grand, the current model um, at 4K resolution. I yes. mean, you can. I don't shoot at 4K because it's just too much. I do normally do 10, 2.7K type uh, resolution. Yeah. But I mean, what a what a nice piece of technology! That it's fantastic. Does it store the store the video to your phone? No, no, it's got an SD card uh, on the side there. Oh, I yeah. think okay. on top there you can see it. So there. it's just, the phone is just a viewfinder. The phone is really just. It's the same with with the with the um, the Phantom drones or, okay. or any of the DJI drones. Same right. kind of technology. Like I said, you can remove the Zenmuse gimbal, yeah. and you can actually mount it on. Sorry, the Inspire um, drone. It's got a bit. You're not going to use it to record audio. It's a bit noisy with a fan running in there. Where's the fan? In the camera? Uh, it's in there. Yeah, you can see there's a little heat sink up there. Yeah. Um, it's just What's a gyros. Processing power in there to need a fan, hey? It's the gyros, I think, that, yeah, it's, 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 the gyros, it's keeping it stable that needs to be cooled down. Oh, see. Um, okay. But yeah, I've been playing for this for two weeks, by no means an expert, but it, I've, I haven't felt like this about technology for a long this time. This is fantastic. I mean, I, I thought it. it was a gimmick at first, but this really yeah. is handy. I mean, oh, this is fantastic. Go and, go and uh, if you're listening, if you're sitting in front of a pod, uh, PC at the moment, go onto YouTube and search DJ, DJ, DJI. Jesus, beer's getting to me. <laughs> DJI Osmo. It's um, it's fantastic. And search, search on YouTube. Well, watch your videos. Search on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It goes for roughly ten grand. Like I said, I'm this unit's on loan from somebody, and I've been. I'll probably be using it for another few months because it's the kind of thing people buy and they don't. They don't know how to use it. You yeah. know, if they don't use it for a specific purpose, it's just going to become, yeah. you know, an expensive toy. So there's probably quite a lot of them on OLX. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Look, if you if you do any kind of video shooting, this is going to give you the most stable shots in hand. Hmm. The only downside is it doesn't zoom, so it's obviously a fixed wide angle. Now, DJI wow. yesterday or this morning actually announced the Osmo Plus, which is an upgrade to this, yeah. um, and that features a 22 to 77 millimeter zoom lens. Which is interesting. I mean, mm. 
I didn't felt like I needed a zoom lens, but it would certainly be handy with this type of technology because you know you don't just want wide angle you do want mm. to maybe uh, zoom in on somebody or something yeah, um, yeah. but yeah that's the DJI Osmo a nice, nice little toy if you if you do like shooting video that's fantastic. and I've enjoyed playing with it that's definitely. fantastic absolutely fantastic I mean I, I, I do a lot of trail runs as you know and uh, um, the guys I mean they, they they take lots of video footage and um, you know, they started using drones but Imagine um, if you were running, you could be running and taking video footage as you go. Yeah, you can. Look, I mean, yeah, it's not it's yeah. not really ruggedized for that. But I, w- I was thinking about mounting it on a mountain bike so that we yeah. can. I mean, you've got a is amazing. Camp, yeah. So I mean, like I said, I was running next to mountain bikers, shooting some video of guys mountain biking. Yeah. And I mean, it it, it looks like you've got an expensive rig behind you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very impressive for for all of about ten grand. You mm. know, it's. Mm. Um, it's a nice piece to add to the to the old video mm. arsenal if you if you'd like to shoot that kind of thing. And presumably you don't have to connect a phone to it. No, no, you don't. I mean, I can take this away, yeah. switch this off. Yes. But the, you know, because you don't have a viewfinder, same as yeah. a DJI drones. You don't need to fly with your phone. Yeah. But you're not really going to see. You're not really going to yeah. be able to frame. But it is quite clever because it keeps the cost down. They don't have to put their own viewfinder. Exactly. Mm. But what is nice is, I mean, I can give this to you as a director. So. Oh wow! Look you're at holding, that. Oh, you're yes. holding it. Yes. You you're holding the phone, and I the can just shoot. The phone doesn't have to be attached to the device. Yeah. It's using Wi-Fi, yeah. yeah. You can also, with the DJI Go, as you can with the, the, the drones, you can actually stream directly to Facebook and YouTube Okay. from here. So there's a setting in the app. Um, I haven't uh, done it with this. Well, I haven't broadcast live, but here you can yeah. see you can broadcast to Facebook, um, Weibo, YouTube, and you can do a custom R8, RTMP um, output. RTMP, what is that? It's it's a it's a live streaming protocol standard that a lot of guys use. Okay. To very cool, very cool. Nice, nice pick. Um, my pick this week, very briefly, I, I met with the um, the, the guys this week. Um, is uh, Price Check. Um, they've been around for a long time. They were um, part of Nuspatch at one stage, and uh, the the founder um, recently bought it back uh, through um, partnership with a VC firm. And um, it's really looking good. I, I went onto it the other day and actually ended up buying a product. Um, nice. It, it's basically just a comparison site that um, compares all the online stores in South Africa and uh, shows you where you can get the product cheapest. Uh, so it's a bit of a no-brainer to go there, actually, if you're looking for something, a commodity item. Um, and uh, it works It works well there. Um, the app is, is good. Obviously, there's a website as well. Yeah. Um, but price check. Uh, go check it out if you haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners most know about it, actually. But, um, yeah. But it's really cool. I needed to buy a new decoder the other day, and um, uh, my, my existing one had broken down. And um, I went on there and just searched for it, and uh, there was a special on the macro. So I just went to the macro website and ordered it. Nice, nice. Uh, so it's, it's a nice. I actually hmm. use them for from the other side. So um, I work with a few companies that actually spend money to get l- listings up there. Oh, yeah. And it works phenomenally well. I mean, the amount of leads we get through that, because people obviously go there to... Um, search for the best price and mm, then just click mm. through to the website yeah, it's a yeah. phenomenally useful tool so both from a consumer and from uh, potentially somebody that sells stuff yes um, yeah, yeah I'm a big fan I mean I still wouldn't go with and go, and buy, go and buy the cheapest product from a website I don't know sure um, I'd go for a brand I recognize um, but I'd go for the cheapest price at the, at the retailer I, I recognize and trust mm, mm. and it's pretty cool yeah price check if you don't know it go definitely go check it out um, only thing left to do in this podcast is to do the results of our quiz. Do you want to start with the first question? Yes, definitely. First question. What is the value of the shares that Tim Cook has been awarded since taking over as Apple CEO from Steve Jobs five years ago? And the answer is a whopping 
373 million dollars and that's 5.3 billion rand 5.3 billion rand it's a billion rand a year so he's been, yeah. he's, been he's made himself in rand terms he's become a billionaire every single year he's been CEO of Apple I don't think he uses a 3.5 mil jack anymore maybe that's why <laughs> he doesn't need why do you need to plug in anything just it's wireless <laughs> Broadband Infraco, which may soon be partially privatized, reported a reduced loss in the 2016 financial year. How much did it lose? Um, looking for the net loss figure. Um, and, I, I, you know, anywhere within 10 million rand, there's a number I'd take. And the <laughs> loss is 91 million rand, and that's um, reduced from a loss of 245 million rand in the previous financial year. Third question. Intelsat has launched a new satellite that will be used by MultiChoice to expand its HD channel offering. What is the satellite called? And we said we'll give you a bonus point if you know who built it. The answer, Intelsat 36, and it is built by Space Systems, Laurel. Fourth question was, nine ICT industry leaders met recently to discuss the Spectrum impasse. We were just looking for three of the executives who attended, but the nine were Jose Dos Santos, of course he's the CEO of CLC, Peter Ace, who was there representing Dark Fiber Africa, Andile Ntaba, who is the chairman of Dimension Data Africa and Middle East and Convergence Partners, Paul Harris, who's the chairman of uh, former, of course he was formerly with First Rand Group, and now chairman of Multisource, which owns Broadlink and iBurst, Mteto Nyati, who is the CEO of MTN South Africa, Kenny, Kennedy Mamani, who's the director at Neotel, Irene Charnley, who's the CEO of uh, Smile Communications, Sipo Maseko, who is, of course, CEO of Telcom, and Shamil Yusub, or Jusub, I'm never sure how to pronounce that, uh, and he's the CEO of Vodacom. Last question. Apple is going to ditch the headphone jack on the iPhone 7, which will be announced in a couple of weeks. But what is rumored to be planning, what is it rumored to be planning to drop in its 227 iPhone model? We did mention this. The answer is the home button. Which I don't think is something I would want to use personally. But it takes up a lot of space on the front of the device, which makes the device bigger. So if they can get rid of the home button, the device could potentially be smaller. But uh, I don't know if I would want. But yeah, you're right. You're right. But I still like. I mean, the fact that you can just you know fingerprint scan. Yeah. They would have to pull that in onto the fingerprint scanner. Will have to go on the back. The screen. Oh, onto the. Or back. on the side, like yeah. Sony's done. Yeah. The power button. Probably tunnels. probably put it on the side. So so I think Sony did a very good job putting the. Putting the fingerprint reader on the side on the on the Z5 models, mm-hmm. um, I, I find it very useful on, on my Sony. You just literally, so, just, so on the the right on, hand side, on there. the right hand side, and um, I usually unlock it to my left hand. Actually, I just use my middle finger and against the side of the phone. Uh, I guess it depends on how you take it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's our show for the week. Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, we we did take a bit of a break there, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally, so we do apologise about. We that. We do apologise about that, but hopefully we'll be back uh, next Friday with a normal service restored. Maybe Thursday. We'll chat about it. Maybe Thursday. <laughs> 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 All right. So until next time, whenever that is. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, mail us, please. We'd love to hear your views. Um, info at techcentral.co.za. What are we doing bad? What are we doing well? Uh, we'd uh, we'd love to hear your take on it. From Rechard and myself. Take care. Ciao. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.